Vocês agora estão escutando o Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest from Brazil, specifically from the city of Rio. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Thais Rosa. I'm from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I work with traditional communities in Brazil, such as quilombos communities, indigenous and urban communities, uh, with community-based tourism as a way to uh, make them visible to the society and connect people from the history and memory of those territories. And the communities that I work with, they base it in Rio, Bahia, and Pará. So, I mean, we had a little conversation before we started, and I think what you're doing is amazing, just sort of being able to connect the communities that are underrepresented and the people that are underrepresented in Brazil. I think what you do is very important. I was introduced to you through a mutual friend, Lua, Uh, shout out to Lua, <laughs> how's it going? Uh, also from Rio as well. And she told me a little bit about what you do. And I was just very impressed just to see how you were able to start, you know, your own business and create something that's needed, you know, in terms of taking, you know, for a lot of people who want to visit Brazil and um, you, you were really able to take the community perspective and community ownership of that industry through your business and being a, a black woman doing it it's like it's even more of something that should be championed so all of what you do is very amazing so i really appreciate you being on the podcast oh thank you <laughs> i'm appreciated <laughs> yeah so tell me a little bit about your history in terms of like where you were born how was it growing up in rio for you I born in Rio. Actually, I raised in the North Zone. Because of my parents were separated, I had contact with different neighbors around Rio because my father picked me up every Saturday <laughs> to visit different places around Rio. So I visit areas in uh, South Zone, West Zone, and Baixada Fluminense. And I have contact with different peoples and different histories. and. And the real, the, the diverse of uh, of the culture as well. Mm. That's important because you got to think a lot of people who travel to Rio or to Brazil, they like just stay in one area, um, or even people who live there. It's like they know their neighborhood and they don't really venture out. Um, so, how was that important for you to sort of see different neighborhoods and different areas and learn like there's more than one way of life in Brazil at an early age? How was that for you? I think this is these experiences make me feel a better person mm. and I think I could understand more how people's life and how we have lots of things in common even if you are rich or poor or black or white we are human beings and and we grow up sharing we need to share with the different that's what you're doing now you yeah. know is like You were sort of growing up sharing and sort of learning and being shared with, you know, people were sharing their culture and their way of life with you. So now with what you do through your business is like you're basically sharing, you know, different cultures and lifestyles with people as they come. So that, that's great to see, you know, you sort of taking that initiative. Um, so for you, like growing up, you, you're sort of experiencing these neighborhoods. What, what did you go to school for? Like what was sort of your, your life like? you know, growing up and like going to high school and then after that? I always was the uh, only black woman in this in those places, in mm. schools, universities. But I, I had this 
contact with different groups and territories and identities. So for me, it was uh, easy, I think, to move around. Like being that you were the one of the only or the few black, not only people, but black women in those in environments, how was that for you? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I, I think uh, the worst uh, part was in school. Mm because I, I didn't have any black friends mm. and I, I, I felt really different from others. Mm. And I had lots of friends, but sometimes it was difficult. I, I could feel um, that sometimes I, I, I couldn't feel myself belonging for, for those places. Mm. Yeah, I think when I become growing up, like my teenager life, also at the university, I felt more confident as by myself and I could move more in, in a different way. Yeah. But yeah, all the time it's, it's still hard nowadays, yes. And I feel that when i becoming growing up to different levels, it's becoming harder mm. <laughs> sometimes, mm. yeah. Because I know that I'm the only, the different from that place, mm. that people cannot see me in, Sometimes in, in these positions, mm. yeah, it, sometimes it's strange. No, and, and I can understand what you're saying because it's like when you're growing up in those environments and sort of having to, you have your own experience, that's something to, to speak on. You know, it's, it's like paint the picture for people, you know, who, who may be either from America or another country for what it was like for you. Uh, living in an environment like Brazil, what was like the the cultural climate? I I was in that place, yeah. Mm. I was experiencing with everyone, but my experience as black was different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I had I had friends, I have everything, yeah. But it's yeah, you need to to be able to be uh, ad adaptable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You used it to your advantage. I yeah, yeah. I I think that I came to break stereotypes, mm -hmm. and it's exactly that I wanna do. Yeah, mm -hmm. breaking stereotypes about about us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you could explain, like after school, like what were you doing? Like what was sort of your your mission? Like did you already start your business, or was it something you were just thinking about doing? No, I never thought that I <laughs> that I could have a business in yeah. my life. Yeah, uh, I studied a library before. Mm. And when I was in the, in the, in the university, I was uh, interested about anthropologies, different cultures and travel. So I always wanted to study tourism because I, I thought that I could travel <laughs> and yeah. have contact with different cultures as well. So then I start my second degree, and then I was traveling to Brazil because I, I always travel to visit those traditional communities. Mm -hmm. But once I, I, I stopped in Bahia, uh, I, I think it was uh, 1999, mm -hmm. and, and I was camping, and I found it... Um, a big resort, one place in Bahia, and I couldn't see anyone from from Bahia there. And this is uh, making me feel really uncomfortable because that area doesn't have any more Brazilian history. <laughs> Can you explain like where where is Bahia? For those who don't know, like where is that in like relation to Rio? For people who don't know. 
Uh, where is Bahia? Yeah, where is Bahia? Um, yeah. yeah, Bahia, it's in the no northwest of Brazil. Mm -hmm. And that is one of those state, states that has uh, one of the uh, majority of black population. Mm -hmm. And so that area, they, uh, they removed the community mm -hmm. to create this big resort. It was like living in another <laughs> yeah country. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's inside Brazil, mm. and and it's it's also the gentrification process that is happening everywhere nowadays. Mm. They remove it, uh, the communities, and you can see any kind of identity in that areas because they remove the culture as well. Mm. Mm. That's real and. And to see that, you know, what what did that make you feel when, like, you saw that? I feel really sad about mm. it, mm. really, really. Mm. And and I'm thinking that also we need to create different ways to to have more inclusion in the society. And this kind of uh, system, it's is decreasing uh, the way of living and. Mm. So yeah, we are um, losing culture, losing people, losing everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After you took this trip, were you like, I have to do something about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so what was, what did you start to do? What was sort of your? your yeah, idea? no. So that that's why I decided to study tourism. Mm -hmm. To help, I think I was helping. <laughs> yeah, air quotations. Yeah, helping. <laughs> yeah, helping to preserve the culture. Mm. And mm. so then I started to uh, study about community-based tourism mm. as a way to preserve mm. the culture, generate income from the communities. For someone who doesn't know that, what is the definition of community-based tourism? What does that mean? Yeah, it's a way of. Uh, it's a different way of tourism that the community management, everything inside those territories, mm. they build their own little posadas. What's a posada for those who don't know? <laughs> <laughs> posada, it's, it's like a, a small host. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They also have their own restaurants and they have their own guides. So they show uh, everything that they want by themselves, so they have their own voice and they have their own uh, management. Mm -hmm. I can see that. So it's basically taking all those things that would be happening otherwise, like you have outside companies and businesses sort of capitalizing off of like basically our culture and Brazilian culture specifically and like showing people like these neighborhoods and these places, but instead you're taking it and saying, you know what, we're going to have the people of that community and of that culture taking ownership mm -hmm. of such... Re and really, you think, like, the tourism industry is really big in Brazil. You know, you have everyone who wants to go there. It's, it's, it's very popular now. So instead of, like, leaving the people out of that equation, you're saying, no, we should not only be a part of the equation, but we should be creating that equation too you know so i like that i like it a lot yeah, yeah. and this is can happen everywhere mm, yeah. mm. i think this is one example that can be implemented yeah replicated yeah, in replica other cities yes. yeah yeah mm -hmm. and that's so smart too when you think about it because sometimes it's like we're the uh, as, as black people sometimes we're the last to benefit from what we create mm -hmm. you know it's like People are visiting these different countries, like they're visiting a Rio or a Salvador Bahia or 
you know, even in New York City or, you know, places like that, we were like, oh man, like, I'm going there because of the culture that was created there and, like, the history. And, like, you'll have all these other entities making money off of what we create. And, you know, even not even what we create, but just living, you know, the experience that we create, you know, and for you to sort of see, you know what, we should also have a big part in not only creating it, but also if we're going to benefit from it as well, you know, because if the world wants it, you know, we should be a part of that equation. So you took it upon yourself to do this. Was it just you who who just started this on your own or was it something you had to, to build with other people? Yeah, no, when I was doing my master's, because I, I started to research about uh, uh, community-based tourism in Colombo communities. Mm. And then I, I have contact with more communities, and they have problems with rights, yeah. land rights. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they are isolated on, uh, to the society, yeah. so people don't know about them. Mm. So this is why it's important to create dialogue also mm. to understand how they live and how they are and the challenge and the beauty and yeah. everything else, the culture. Mm. And it's a part of our society. Yeah, and it's major. And I, I said this before, but just the fact that you took this initiative upon yourself is really powerful, you know, because I think your story it speaks volumes to you seeing like you experiencing something that you weren't okay with and doing something about it you know a lot of people will just say oh this is bad this isn't good and they won't do anything but you took it upon yourself to actually take action you know to like make a difference and that that means a lot you know and that's one of the reasons i wanted you to be on the podcast is because you are really creating that difference that you know you hear a lot of people talk about And, you know, you're like, no, we actually have to do something about this. So that means a lot. That really does. So at this time where you're just starting out, like, what was your plan? Did you, like, say, I'm going to do something in Rio to, like, just sort of see how it works? Or did you have, like, a bigger plan to start out with? Yeah, I start uh, with this community in Rio. Mm. Um, what community? Yeah, uh, Quilomba do Campinho, the Independence. It was the community that I was researching during my master's. And is that in the north zone or the south? No, it's in Parachi. Parachi, okay. And yeah. wh where is that for people who don't know? Is that central or...? Parachi, I think it's south of Rio. Okay. Countryside. Yes, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's in the coast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I, I started to teach tourist guide school. Okay. called Senaki. Mm. And I was trying to implement this uh, different way of doing tourism in the school. So I I bring it, all the students to visit the community and show how Parachi, it's a, it's a diverse culture. Mm -hmm. And also they have lots of communities around that nobody talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Because Uh, everyone that visit Parati, they just go to to the beach or <laughs> yeah drink cachaça. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is nothing wrong with that, but there's more. There's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can do also everything, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let me tell you, like that. That's something that I, I think it's important for people to know too, because there's so much. I think people just reduce the Brazilian experience to like a few things. They just have the, the things that they, they see in the movies or in TV and they're like, oh, like I want to go to Brazil to do that. 
and they go and but they miss out on so much mm-hmm. you know they miss out on the diversity the history the culture the truth that's there you know and I, I think that's really important to see so going from doing it in this one area how did you build from there like how did it grow yeah I started to have contact with other communities and so we created together but for me the most important is is the dialogue before yeah <laughs> yeah because i think uh, when you are traveling discover new places the most important is is meeting people from that area yeah yes, yes. because it's nice when you are traveling and you are going to the beach or you are going to uh, see some attractions and okay you take pictures and then <laughs> then what <laughs> and then what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so how can you connect more with this new place that you're going to visit mm. yeah yeah that's so important when you think about it like whenever i travel like i always want to be with the actual people who live there you know i want to be connected with the people who actually like live the life of that country or that city you know i want to feel like i've connected with the actual culture you know so you're creating that for people you know so people can actually build real relationships from that mm-hmm. and you know that's important because a lot of people may not even know how to do that or go about doing it you know so you're creating a way a safe and a responsible way to do it so that means a lot yeah because i think also we are uh, losing the connection to share mm. with others mm. yeah <laughs> what do you mean by that tell people what you mean by that nowadays because of the technology we are it's becoming difficult to meet people and and share and be more connected because you are all the time on the computer or on your own mobile so <laughs> yeah it's true if you think about it, it's like even though on the internet and like facebook and instagram we're sharing a lot but we're not really sharing you know like we're not really connecting mm-hmm. and sharing with people in real life you know it's all like sharing digitally but it means more when you're able to share like a real like a real conversation like what we're having you know being in person and actually like sharing thoughts and ideas and history and experiences you have to live it you know you have to actually experience it so i think what you're doing is that you're you're reintroducing people to like share more like a mm-hmm. in real life you know so that's yeah. that's really important you're right about that like you're you're now like you're building in these different communities and like learning like how you can replicate this formula in different places like what have you learned yeah uh, each community they have different uh, backgrounds and histories and they are really different the most impo- important thing is how they are really connected with nature and how mm-hmm. we, are, we are becoming really disconnected mm. I remember like we were talking a little bit about what you're doing now in the US. So mm-hmm. you're visiting a whole bunch of cities. Can you let people know? Yeah, I was selected to a program from the US department called Young Leaders of the Americas Initiative. And so this program was created for entrepreneurs from Latin America and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So we were divided from uh 25 cities around the US to do an internship during one month. Mm. And I was I was in Miami for this period. So I have the opportunity to to do an internship with another uh, travel agency in Miami. 
but also I was looking for the African diaspora culture there because this is also my other mission to connect uh, the African diaspora history and culture mm. around the world. <laughs> yeah, and we were we were talking about that earlier like that's so important like that's a passion of mine too you know to see and especially in, in the Americas you know North South Central America you have you know all of our people that are you know living in these different countries but aren't aware of each other you know you have a lot of African Americans that would benefit to learn about our brothers and sisters in Brazil you know and in other countries in South America and to realize that we're all connected, you know? Like we were saying earlier, like our history is actually shared. If we're becoming more aware of like our Afro-Brazilian brothers and sisters, like we can then like help and encourage and support each other and vice versa, you know? So you're, you're taking that initiative and like connecting people that we're supposed to be connected. We're supposed to know about each other, mm -hmm. you know? So even having this conversation is gonna open people's eyes to that, definitely. Yes, thank you. Like, what has been your experience in sort of like connecting these different worlds? Has it been good? Has it been eye-opening to you? Like just to sort of see the differences and like the similarities? Yeah, I think uh, we had lots of uh, different experiences. So when I was in Miami, I organized this event because I'm, I'm interested about displacement and how we change our identity when we are moving around other places. I organized this, this event called How Is It To Be Black In Miami to understand how people from different backgrounds living in a Latin area as Miami. And it was really interesting to understand how some identities has high uh, stereotypes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Even if they, if everyone is black, they have different kinds of stereotypes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So there is some different different kinds of uh, stereotypes also that we didn't know. When I was there, for example, two girls from Cuban, they said to me, oh, nobody knows about us. Mm. We are not represented in any any, any places. Mm. Also, people didn't believe that I'm from Brazil. Yeah, and why, why was that, do you think? Yeah, in Brazil, we, we doesn't have, we don't have uh, economic power. Mm. So we cannot travel outside Brazil because it's expensive. Mm -hmm. And so the majority of the Brazilians that travel, they are white. And, and, but also I think that we are uh, not connected with our culture and history. So uh, people doesn't know about the blacks in Brazil. That's deep. When you think about it, it's like, for people like me, like as an African-American, it's like, the only time there is a connection, like the Afro-Brazilian and African-American experience is if African-Americans go to Brazil. It's like you rarely or you don't hear as much of Afro-Brazilians coming to the States. You know, it's like you don't see that as often, you know, so it's very important like for when you come because you're, you have a wealth of experience and knowledge that you're sharing with me. And I feel like that bridge needs to still be built, you know, so that there's some reciprocity and that we can begin to learn about, you know, the Afro-Brazilian history and culture. And like you said, it like stereotypes, it's like for Americans, like we, we're, we're almost presented with a fetishized stereotype of Brazil. And, you know, we're only we're almost conditioned to think like, oh, this is what a Brazilian person looks like. 
and this is what a Brazilian woman looks like. So when you're saying like people are surprised that you're Brazilian, it's like because they've been fed a misrepresentation of identity, you know? So is it, was, that, was that your experience here? Like, do you see that how people assume, you know, certain things about Brazil? Yeah, I think the way that Brazil is so showing outside, outside the country is not the true story. Mm. What would you say the truth is? The black community is, is the majority outside Africa. It's in Brazil. Mm, mm. And I don't know if people know about this. We are uh, 54% of the population. So yeah, explain that even more. Like, would you say the, the culture and just the representation of the black identity is sort of, it's almost kept, almost like a secret from the rest of the world? Yeah, for example, we have a law in Brazil that's required to teach Afro-Brazilian history and also indigenous in schools. Mm. But in the reality, it's not as part of the curriculum. Mm. So I think in Brazil nowadays, we are uh, starting to talk about black history. Mm. Yeah, but it's still a stigma. <laughs> yeah. Like, what would you say are some of the issues that come from that? Yeah, I think the issues is uh, recognize that we exist. Mm. Simple as that. <laughs> as simple and as complex as that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. It does it like come out in certain ways? Do you see like there's a uh, misrepresentation in the media um, of the black <laughs> identity? Like, how would you say that is? Yeah, we, we don't have we don't have representation in medias and. If you watch the, the television in Brazil, you can you cannot see black you, you see black people just see uh, stereotypes characters yeah yeah just like on the side like not not the main characters mm -hmm. like just supporting and a, almost a bad representation you know it's yeah. not necessarily a good thing yeah yeah I think it's it's becoming changing but we we can see that it's changing yeah a little changing little yeah by little. yeah yeah. So, and, and like what we were talking about earlier, for African Americans to learn about Afro-Brazilian history, it would be so helpful, you know, it's like, and vice versa. I think in general, for us to learn about each other's history is needed, you know, because then we'll be able to realize that we're actually like the same. Yes, <laughs> And like, exactly. you know, like you, like you share in African American history, that is also a part of your history. For you to recognize that you have an identity in that as well, like, can help like people be proud of who they are you know and like feel like they actually have a place in this world mm -hmm. you know that's a huge issue when like you say just even recognizing that we exist i wish people would even like recognize that like we're, we're just fighting for our existence you know we just we're just fighting to be seen you know and represented and if that is something that we can all push for then it's like if if the, the outside world isn't going to represent us then we have to do it ourselves mm -hmm. you know like through you and your business you're basically saying i'm going to take these communities and we're going to represent ourselves versus letting the outside like try to like create a character of us you know and like we're taking ownership back of who we are and the culture we've created which is really important you know so like you doing that I would hope inspire someone else to do that for themselves you know like with, with any type of business or creativity that they have to like reclaim their identity you know and, and like reclaim who they are what you're doing is very inspirational for that you know so it's really it's key it's a key definitely <laughs> thank you mm -hmm, absolutely so um, like what's next for you what do you want to sort of do next 
Uh, I want to connect the African diaspora everywhere. I think this is my main goal now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and do you want to do it mainly through tourism, or is there another way you want to go about doing that? Yeah, I think tourism is a is a way to connect, but also be inside the universities is or also chair for the population. It's mm -hmm. it's important. So I want to create more uh, this pr this project that I have displacement. It's is to create dialogue between people across boundaries and territories. So it's a way to also discuss about these uh, challenge issues that we have and also to understand and share it with each other. Mm. So I, I want to continue doing this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that sounds great too. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that, that comes about. I feel really uh, happy because I could see that, that I'm not alone, mm. yeah? Mm. That's great to hear, you know, because, I mean, even with us connecting, I was telling you, it's like, you know, you sort of starting this business on your own and sort of going out of your way to create something that means something. Like, it's connecting with people. It's connecting with the right people. So when you come here, it's like you're meeting the people who want to help you. You know, it's like you have a community here that can actually, like, help you in your goal and in your path. Because now it's our goal, you know? Yeah. Like, your vision has become our vision, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, I want to see that happen more for you. The, the right people are, are beginning to, to take notice, you know? So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's for all of us, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's important to connect our history together. Yeah. Well, thank you again, uh, and I really appreciate you being on the episode. You know, it's great <laughs> to have you here. <laughs> oh, thank you for the invitation. I yeah, I'm appreciated. Absolutely, thank <laughs> you, thank you. So, again, can you let people know the name of your your company and also like how they can get connected with you? Yeah, connectando territories. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should translate in English. It's connecting territories, but we are on Facebook. YouTube channel and and my website is connectingterritories.com.br. Uh, thank you again. Really appreciate you being on the podcast. This has been the Open Canvas with my sister here, Thais Rosa Pinheiro. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. To find out more about the Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also, stay tuned to our Instagram at theopencanvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander. Taj Alexander.